everybody, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Back 40. Battle of the Brain Trust. I'm Jared. I'm Casey. And today we'll be discussing the episode of Scrubs, My Waste of Time. But first, let's talk a little Back 40 news. Which is the same news as every other episode that we've had. Please email us at back40podcast at hotmail.com and check out our blog site at www.theback40podcast.blogspot.com What do you have to add on that? You did a very good job on those addresses again, as usual. Well, thank you. And one day, I hope to not have to, you know, deal with this, this issue at hand. Well, you know, nobody knows about us. <laughs> nobody loves us. It'll change. Does anybody out there hate us? We'll take email. We'll take hate mail. This is it's at that point. Hate mail, good mail, bad mail. All mail is mail. appreciated. Yes. I mean, if we get enough bad mail, we might quit. At least I mean, we'll at least we won't waste our time. All right. I have you know my waste of time <laughs> in front of me. Anyway, now a little scrub news. <laughs> My rant. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, Scrub News. Scrub's um, last episode will be next week. Of the season. Yes. And we're optimistic. It'll be called My Princess. There was originally supposed to be two more, I think, but... Um, they canceled it. NBC has canceled the final and making My Princess the final. I watched the clip the other day. Yeah, yeah did On, you? I uh, forget where it was. You forget. Sure did. It was like a Maybe movie. right here it says Scrub season finale. Yeah, I watch now. <laughs> yeah, so on <laughs> NBC.com is where I watch that clip. In fact, it's a four-minute clip. Looks like a pretty good episode. Really? Dr. Cox handles the narration. Yes, no JD narrator. Well, I'm sure it's, there will be. Well, there's probably some to start it out, but what I saw was Dr. Cox narrating his day through the hospital to his little boy. It's little, like, little what's his it's name? It's kind of Shrekky. Mm. It's like a big fairy tale, and they all dress up in like weird costumes, right. like turkey and collar, just hooked together. It's pretty funny, but they're hooked together at the hip. That somewhere they're conjoined. Ooh, it's pretty funny. They call him Turla. Turla? Yeah. <laughs> hey Turla, come here. Yeah. So it looks to be a pretty good episode. I'm excited. I hope it winds up the season good. This could be the series finale as far as it goes on NBC. Mm, yeah. But we have had many news accounts that ABC will be picking Scrubs up for an eighth season. Hallelujah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. I mean, ABC is a very smart network, apparently. Plus, you don't want a show that's been around so long like Scrubs to end, you know. Right. On a strike shortening thing. Yeah, the strike shortening's killed it. Yeah, and it'll be maybe the box set'll be cheaper. You know, it'll only be eleven episodes this season, so you kind of want you know. That's sad. Scrubs to run a full season, especially if it's going to be the last one. So ABC will pick that up, and hopefully the actors' strike won't affect next season's shows the way the writers' strike. Well, they've sure got enough this. time to resolve that. I mean, we, well, it doesn't start till June. I know that's what I'm saying. They should be working I mean, if on nothing else. Start a little later. Please be furiously working on resolving that, so we don't have to deal with that crap like we did the writers. Yes, trust. and I feel for the writers. I do too. The actors. They're probably going to get their way. I feel for some of them. Huh. 
some people just they don't need the money that bad but then again there are actors who are out there just making it paycheck to paycheck doing yeah. small roles and they definitely deserve their due as well i'm sure, yeah, sure i'm not do. real sure how all that works but the the actor strike might be over sooner because you know yeah the actors are the people that you see well if the actors Decide not to come off the strike, and I'm gonna go become an actor and yeah, work against w- w- like, it. Yeah, like like the replacements. And it will be so bad they will they'll pay up whatever <laughs> it takes to get the real ones or back. Or it may be good that they'll just go ahead and pay us. Maybe they'll pay me. I'll be yeah. like hundred dollars a day. I don't that's cheaper that's, than anybody well, works for. That's real cheap, but I take that. <laughs> I'll take seventy a day. I don't care. I'll take something. If you but you gotta give me a trailer. Yeah, it can be, you know, a uh, five by five. I don't even care. I just that's, wanna, a, that's a small room. I just want a roof over my it head. Would fit me, but and a set on can in Canada with all those. Yes, co-eds. I want to go to Canada to work <laughs> because I haven't seen a bad-looking Canadian actress yet. That's been shown on Smallville and other shows. Yeah. Anyway, how do we get off? Off of where were so we? So far off of Scrubs. Hmm. Let's try to pick that back. We shouldn't have these long fantasies anymore. <laughs> okay, getting into the episode, My Waste of Time, Scrubs. Episode seventeen. Seventeenth episode of the seventh season. Yes, because they sure hadn't done seven hundred and ten episodes. No. <laughs> I thought I'd clar- clarify that. Me, me. Go ahead. Da, da, da. Sorry, I'm hyper. I'm tired. It's the middle of the day for once. Okay. Dr. Kelso has quit as we left off. So who's been made interim chief of medicine? Chief Dr. Cox. Yes. So he comes up, you know, to the meet to the little thing nurses station with Carla, and Carla's on the phone with the board of trustees. She says, "Dr. Cox, when are you going to be down for the meeting?" He says, "Tell him I'm on my way." And she hangs up. She says, "You're never going to that meeting." She knows him so well. He's like, not now, not never. <laughs> That's Bob's business. Yeah. And uh, then Elliot comes up there and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're running this place now. And he's he's like, like, I don't want everybody to make a big deal out of everything and blah, 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 blah. I know I'm not. And then Carla says, Dr. Cox. Chief, Dr. Cox. Yeah. So, and then he tells Elliot to take a chill pill. So I get, hey, Barbie. How about getting this this prescription filled for me? One chill pill. That's for you. It's lifetime refills. So still keeping with his great eh, sense of tearing down. Yeah, he's he's the chief of medicine, but he still doesn't forget where he comes from. That's right. He harasses Elliot continuously. Anyway, we find out that Carl is trying to get um, Dr. Chief Perry. Chief <clears throat> Dr. Cox. To sign a... Um, a Statement for a drug company where they've been giving something Plomox. I believe it was Plomox. Nice reference to Heather Locker. Yes, Plomox. Uh, yes. Could be killing diabetics with heart attacks. <laughs> and he says, I'm not going to sign it because, you know, that's Bob's. That was under Bob's watch. And he's like, I'm sure he'd want to handle it. So Carla gives him a little, gives Dr. Kelso a little ring, a little call on the phone. No! <laughs> I was going to try that, but... <laughs> and as you can hear, 
All Dr. Kelso did was laugh. <laughs> and so, ooh. And so Carl hangs up the phone, and then Turk hears them talking about how, something that can kill diabetics. Yeah. What can kill diabetics? <laughs> and Carla tells him he should have done the laundry this morning. He says, and, honey, I told you I'd try to get to the laundry, which I obviously couldn't. Yeah. And so then we cut the scene and the janitor, we find the janitor inside Dr. Kelso's old office. And they have claimed it the Brain Trust Clubhouse, or for short, the Brain House. Yes. And he did so by what? Well, we find out, you know, because people are wondering, how can we, I think it was Ted. Yeah. How can, can we, we just, just claim the office? Yeah. And then the janitor unleashes it on this little patriotic speech about, Ted, we live in a country called America. And in America, what, something, and he goes on. A man can stake his claim yeah. by simply placing a flag. I did that. I claimed my parking space. The dead possum across the street and Doug's sandwich, <laughs> and, he's, and he shows Doug's, Doug's huh? sandwich with a little do that? with a little toothpick flag. Yeah, mark the brain trust. Well, that was sweet. Uh, so they have claimed the office. Next, we go Turk and JD in the locker room in the showers, coming out of the shower. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Turk tells JD that you know he told uh. Carla off about the laundry, the laundry and Turk's proud. He's like, and then he says, that way some show some ball. Yeah, yeah. He said, see, He's I like, made it one ball because you only have one man bear. <laughs> but not for long, because Turk has dropped a bombshell that he will be getting a prosthetic testicle. He says Carla wants me to get one. Yeah. So, uh, and then JD so, asked, head tilt to the side. And then JD asked him if it was because his balance was off. Oh, yeah. Because he's been turning left more. He's been turning <laughs> left a lot more, but we go to Fantasy World. A long one this time. This was pretty good fantasy, I thought. Hi, welcome to Walmart. <laughs> and and they uh they go into Walmart to shop for the uh the new new accessory that Turk must get. Yes. And there's all different kind of styles and stuff and. And this fantasy leads to a uh, longer, more elaborate, disgusting, disturbing JD's fantasy. JD's like, hey, this one's got a heater in it. Yeah, so This would be great for our ice fishing trip next weekend. So then we, we go to the scene where uh, JD and the Todd and Dr. Cox were... Uh, shivering cold shivering in, in the, the ice box. Yes, and, and Turk is over there and they're like, well, you're not cold and... He's like, it's because ah, he's come on. Using his hand warmer and he lets the rest of them anyway. We won't. That that was disgusting. But Dark Cox says, "Don't make eye contact." And then Todd's like, "This is Kevin." Yes. Furthermore, and Todd's yeah. swinging both ways. Sexual ambiguity. I hate this chair. It's farting again. <laughs> anyway, it's a nice chair. It's it old. is. So, and then we come back from Fantasy World, thank God. And Turk says, you better get dressed or you're going to be late for your shift. And so then the uh, scene happens where Dr. Cox and Jordan are waiting in the waiting room awaiting news on their daughter, for, daughter for, <laughs> their daughter Jennifer's, uh, she had to get her shunt removed out of her head, I guess. 
which Dr. Cox made a funny comment earlier about yes. how it wasn't life-threatening, but he had to be there to hold Jordan's call. And, uh, he tells the uh, intern or whatever, 15, every 15 minutes we want to update yeah. or you're, you're out of here. <laughs> or you'll be let go. And Jordan said, I'm so glad you're, you own, you kind of run this place now because it kind of makes you attractive. He almost. says, thanks. Yeah, and then Ted comes in, and he really was, he gave a awesome Hey, sir. I'm here for you. He says, he tells Dr. Cox that since he's the chief of medicine, he is now, Ted is now his right-hand man. I'm your number two. And he says, anything you'd like me to do, I'll do it. And so Dr. Cox says, he's doing paperwork, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. So he says, look at that for me and go get me a, a cup of coffee. And Ted says, well, okay. Yeah. I'm well eligible. I learned how to open my briefcase lately. And then he tries to open it again and he's like, he's like, oh crap. I just had it. Yeah. And so he leaves out of the room and uh, then Elliot comes in and she's asking about a, a, the lawsuit that Dr. Cox was supposed to sign off on, you know, yeah. because she had a patient that she prescribed. Pulmon. Adam Candy. Yes. <laughs> They come up with the best. What a name. name! They come up with the best names on this show. Probably. There's an Adam Candy out there. We'd like you to email us at back forty podcast at hotmail dot com just for kicks. Private Brian Dancer as well. You, um, yes. <laughs> but Elliot's asking about the lawsuit because she has to. There's a gnat. Um, <laughs> she has to. Uh, she has to go meet with one of the patients that she prescribed Plomox to to talk about the yeah. money situation so she's like will you take care of my patients and dr cox says well whatever whatever it takes to get you to stop talking and then jd who has come on the scene and is putting a dollar in the vending machine he says well i'll drive you if you'll uh if we can stop and pick up sam on the on the way back from the meeting because sam was at daycare and Elliot says well sure and then jordan says is there any way you can get him to shut up and he and Dr. Cox says, no, I've been trying for seven years. It can't be done. Can't be done. <laughs> um, so then we uh, we go to Turk the, and Carla. Their place. Yeah, their, their, their apartment. And they're actually celebrating time alone because for once, for the first time, Izzy has slept through the night. And they found a nanny who doesn't steal. Oh, that was funny. You sure we had that fire, Miss What's Her Name Turk? Norton. Miss Norton. Miss Norton ate the rest of Turk's rice pudding. It had my name on it, woman. Yeah, that was funny. He went and on that. and on. <laughs> yeah. Um rice pudding. Rice pudding. Have you ever tried it? No. I haven't tried it either. It sounds nasty. I know. If you've ever tried rice pudding, email us. He was at back forty podcast at hotmail dot com. Dot com. And uh so they're they're having champagne and something unfortunate happens. Well, Carla wants to help open it. Yeah. And Turk's like Turk's trying to open it by himself and he can handle it. Then uh, Carla tries to open it, and the cork ends up popping out and ricocheting off of everywhere and, and it, hits Grady. <laughs> and then finally, finally comes to rest on the floor after hitting Turk and his remaining uh, Grady. Yes, and Grady. You put two and two together. Yeah, but he's only got one. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then we cut that scene, thankfully, because I feel so incredibly sorry for Turk because that cork appeared to be moving. 
Choo, 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 boom. Yeah. And so the janitor, we're back at the hospital now, and the janitor sees Ted bringing Dr. Cox the cup of coffee. He says, what are you doing, Ted? And then Ted says, well, I'm bringing Dr. Cox some coffee. And Ted goes, why? Or no, the janitor says, uh, why? That's not your job. Ted, this is a new start for you. And so he's, he's telling Do you him, remember what the, how it happened with Dr. Kelso? <laughs> and then, then... Hey, Dr. Kelso! Theodore Buckley here, attorney. You do that so well. And then uh, Ted unleashes his own fantasy of his own. How he, he actually has hair. Yeah. And Dr. Cox actually made him scrub the uh, grill of his car with a toothbrush. And he says, I hit the neighbor's cat last night. I had to cross, Fast little bugger. I had to cross two lanes to get. But uh, and then so the janitor explains to Ted that he should turn over a new leaf and you know stand up for himself a little while. And he pours the coffee out. And so he knocks the coffee over, and the janitor or Ted, Ted goes, says, "Don't you have to clean that?" And he says, "Not on Tuesday." Remember. And then later on, we find out why he doesn't clean on Tuesday. Tuesday. But uh, um. And then... So Ted goes in there to see Perry. Yes, one of the greatest moments of the episode. Why don't you take over this, Jared? Well, you you build me up. Those of you with sensitive ears, prepare. I'll back up a little from the microphone. (laughs) Um, But he goes in the office and says, Dr. Cox? And then Dr. Cox says, Chief Dr. Cox. And then he says, Chief Dr. Cox, I'm a lawyer. I shouldn't have to get you coffee anymore. And then Dr. Cox goes, Jordan, how do you feel about this? And Jordan says she can't pretend to care, so he says, fine then, Ted. You don't have to get coffee for me anymore. And then the Ted's dramatic moment happens. Yeah! 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 (laughs) And then Dr. Cox says, is this really that big of a moment for you? And so that was kind of funny, the face. It's hard to scream and not laugh. Yeah. (laughs) And then... Time out. Time out. Never mind. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was going to delete some stuff there. Some giggling. It's all right. Just delete it. Let's just leave it. Um, And then we we come to J.D. and Elliot that are uh, waiting in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant to meet with Elliot's patient, Mr. Adam Candy. And uh, we're in the parking lot, and JD and Elliot are just sitting there, and and uh, JD says they haven't even been there for like five minutes, and JD says, "Well, I wish Turk was here." And then Elliot's feelings get hurt, and she says, "Why do you wish Turk was here?" And then he says, "Because we could goof around and stuff." And then he says, "I wonder what he's up to." And poor unfortunate Turk is getting his ball checked. <laughs> He's getting examined, and, the, and and we'll leave it at that because that's very uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> and um, they're sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> Shut up. And he says, uh, "Sorry." And he says, um, "Yeah, we could goof around." And then Elliot, whose feelings are still hurt, she says, "Well, I can goof around too." And then JD says, "Really? Well, follow me." And they get out of the car and they come up with this ingenious plan about putting a little piece of paper over the sign that says the speaker is broken please yell order and they go back in the car and wait and then people start yelling their orders 
Yeah, pretty it's much. Into the loud, into the loudspeaker. So then we cut back to the hospital, where the janitor is still making his new Ted. He says, "Ted, it's like Frankenstein." Go up to the nurse. He says, "Hey, Cindy, how about we go on a date and I make you pregnant?" <laughs> Boy, what a pickup line! And Cindy runs away, and Ted's like, "How'd I do?" And, and do? the janitor said. For the first time, I'm looking at your bald head, and I'm actually seeing a man. Not just my reflection, but a yeah. man. <laughs> and so then we, then they go back into the uh, the brain house, and Doug has a nasty-looking little mascot. It's just so and so such brain. Yeah, somebody's a former patient's brain, which is sick because it looked really real. And then Janet goes on. All right, let's plan the activities for tonight. Tuesday night's activities. And Ted wants... This is what Ted says. <coughs> I think it'd be nice if we played cards. And then this is where the uh, whole democracy versus dictatorship conversation happened with the the uh, battle of the supply closet. Yes. The janitor says that the brain trust is a dictatorship because he took over... The uh, leadership post from Kyle in the Great Battle of the Supply Closet of 2002. Yes. Which I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either, but... Should have happened. Ted opposes. And this shocks the Todd and Doug. Because, because that's the first time they've ever heard Ted stand up for himself or anybody else. Or... To the janitor. Yes. The leader. Yes. Of the pack. So this leads to dissension. But first, before we get back into the dissension, we cut scene, of course, <laughs> and go to Carla and Turk. You know, they're in front of the nurse's station. Yeah. And Carla they're is really worried about Turk's about, man barrier. They're just talking about this in the middle of the hospital in front of everybody. She says, Turk, I'm going to line your boxers with bubble wrap. I love bubble wrap, but not in somebody's boxers. What if we want to have another baby, Turk? Yeah, they gotta protect it. <laughs> we gotta I protect mean, it. He says, "This is the strong one, woman. Yeah, he's, he's like, a survivor." There's only one down there, but he's the better one. He's like Tina Turner after Ike. Yeah, he's better off. Um, <clears throat> so then, after the bubble wrap scene, we go to the fast food place again, and uh, the uh, a man walks up, and Elliot discovers that she's actually gotten the wrong patient to come out there because... Well, I've never treated you. Yeah. And then... And then so he shows up, but she says, I've never treated you, and then... Then we go back to the, uh... The brain house. Where Ted realizes he's done something he wishes he had not done. He's created a Ted... You mean the janitor has created something? Yes. Yes, the janitor realizes he's done something he wishes he had not by creating a Ted he cannot control anymore. Yes, and this so, is a really quick scene. We go skipping around a lot during this part. Yeah. So Ted, you know, new Ted 2.0 we'll call him because he's a new version of Ted. Yes. And uh, so he doesn't like this, this Ted 2.0. And then we skip around, like you said. Can't stay in one place too long. No, not in this episode. Nope. And then we go to Carla and Turk, and they're having champagne. That was opened earlier. Yes. 
It was already open, so poor Turk didn't have to pop another call. Been right up in the fridge. And then they celebrate Carla's decision that she wants to have another baby. But Turk's like, are we celebrating the same thing? Turk's like, not really thrilled that they're going to have another baby, which... Yeah, silence yeah. on his because, part. Which is understandable from the male perspective, because your first baby is just sleeping through the night. And, and your wife is just it. now over the postpartum depression. Yeah. And so he's not really thrilled, but then we switch around again, and a very funny scene happens. Back to the fast food joint. Yeah. And uh, there is a mishap, a little snafu. And the uh, it has to do with the sign. A customer had yelled too much, and they got in a shouting argument with the Middle Eastern man working. When he drove up to the window, the customer was angry. So he just drags him in the car and kidnaps him and speeds away. And so, and the police see JD and Elliot sitting over there, and they talk to him. JD's having an inner monologue. Just be cool. It's like. Yeah. You should wear suntan lotion with your dark complexion yeah. and all. Yeah, even with your dark dark complexion, you should still wear sunscreen. And Elliot just loses it and says, We did it. We did it. We put up the sign and she's all holding her hands out like she's about to get cuffed and arrested. Aren't you going to take us in? Yeah. And the and the cop says, No, that was so funny I wouldn't take you in if you paid me. And then No, a lot worse like, things I, than I just paper made that signs. Right up, but yeah. And so, uh, so People have been shot in this neighborhood. They didn't, they didn't get in trouble, but JD was like, JD figured out that Elliot wasn't, you know, was, he couldn't hang with him like Turk could because Turk wouldn't have. It upset him. Said that, and it, yeah, he was upset. And then we go back to the brain house once again, where Ted is continuing to question the janitor's leadership, and you know, they're going at it about this whole democracy. It's supposed to be, and the janitor says, "Yeah, because it's not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. Yeah, it's a dictatorship." Disguised as a democracy. Ted just wants, you know, to get his voice heard. Much like the whole brain trust felt in the episode where they launched the genitorial. They said they had to get their voices heard. And Ted just wants more to say. And and then, then he comes up with a brilliant idea. He says, I'll just make my own brain trust. And the janitor says, the brain trust is a such and such property of such yeah. and such. Of me. Yeah. And so Ted, you know, says, well, I'm going to make a brain trust called the Brain Bunch. And you then, wouldn't. And then Doug, you know, immediately goes over to Ted's side, and the Todd stays with the janitor, and they split up, and he says, it's fine like, then. And then Brain Bunch! Yeah. Brain Trust! And, and then and then they <laughs> get the Brain Trust five and everything, and the janitor says, can we, can we switch? Because this guy creeps me out. <laughs> Sister. And then so they switch partners. And then Doug's like, Brain Trust! Yeah. Todd's like, Brain Bunch! So they do the little, sorry, yeah, the little sumo wrestling thing. And then we switch back again. Boy, I just, just can't settle down, Kim. No. We switch back again to Turk and Carla. And he finally, you know, comes out with his feelings here and says, Look, I don't want to have another baby because we just got this one to sleep through the night and stuff and Carla actually is very cool about this and she says well that's fine but just you know think about it and we'll talk about it again later and so then we skip back again to the fast food joint the cafeteria 
Oh, is it the cafeteria? Have we left the fast food? Yeah, we're done. We're yeah, at the cafeteria. Because, yeah, cops. Oh. And Elliot and JD are at a table. <clears throat> also, the janitor and uh, Doug sit down at the table with Ted and Todd and say, you can't sit at the brain trust table. And Todd says, I didn't see your flag. And then he pulls one over on Ted. Says, we don't mark with flags anymore. We use napkin holders. And he puts a napkin holder down in the middle of the table and claims it as the brain trust table. And so, you know, and J.D. is over here in this thing, and that launches another fantasy. And he had some good fantasies in this episode. Yes. And he says, that, who's two should have a sitcom? Yeah, and he calls it Legal Custodians. I'm a janitor. I'm a lawyer. Together we adopted a cute little kid. Yeah. Legal Custodians. custodians. Uh, so, Get it? <laughs> yeah, they they launched the Legal Custodians sitcom. And and uh, then we, we see that Dr. Cox is again paged to the board meeting. He's been being paged for the whole episode. And he still doesn't go, just like he's been doing the whole episode. And Turk is also sitting over there debating whether or not, you know, to have another baby. He's making another, like, pro and con thing. And he's still confused about that because he doesn't want another girl. He, you know, I don't... In which J.D. pipes up, you're having another baby? Yeah, and he says it'd be cool if they had another kid. And so, you know, that helps Turk a little bit. Yeah. To have JD's opinion, I guess. And then the janitor is trying to figure out what to do about Ted because the brain trust is dissolved because he's, you know, unleashed beastly Ted. Yeah. Um, so they're all confused. Everybody's confused. And Elliot still can't find the right patient that she's looking for. And she's now driving JD crazy about it because she won't hush about it. So everyone's in confusion. Yeah. Except Dr. Cox. Chief Dr. Dr. Cox. So he takes charge and uh, he tells Turk that since, you know, if college decided she was going to have another baby. She's going to have a baby. Yeah. And so, you need to get what you can out of the deal. So he might as well milk it for what it's worth. And, uh, and he says that he's going to pretend he doesn't want another kid. And then Turk has to admit that he... And then JD's pops up. Now, why, if you wanted to have another kid, would you undergo a surgery that could hinder your chances? Yeah, that's right. And then Turk says, well, I really want the prosthetic. It wasn't really Carla that, you know, because I've been feeling like less of a man ever since my manhood. And I forget the one part where Dr. Cox says something. You just got to pretend. I mean, yeah. You don't have two balls, but you dang sure pretend you do. Yeah. And then, so he finally admits that he wants the uh, the prosthetic. And then we see that in another scene in the waiting room, Dr. Cox's daughter's procedure is ended. You know, and it's a success. And so Dr. Cox is overjoyed to get out of the room because of the whole conversation that's yeah, been going on. The janitor realizes he has to deal with Ted since he created him. Yeah. And J.D. has figured between the Turk and Dr. Cox conversation about having a baby that, you know, sometimes, and the prosthetic, sometimes you don't do things for others, you have to do them for yourself. Yeah. You just really want to do them for yourself, so you act like you're doing it for somebody else. 
Yeah, so so Teddy uses this little nugget of information to, to solve a problem in his own life. Yes. Which he says, I do this every week. I was about to say that so that you keep going. Oh. Go ahead. No, you I'm done. A great job. I quit. No, don't quit. I need you. Okay. Mm. Uh, so then somehow Elliot's wor worried about her patient and she tells JD that she's afraid that she killed him. And somehow amid all the, you know, conversations about babies and <laughs> babies and prosthetic testicles. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, JD figures out that the patient actually did die and, and he says, Elliot, your patient did die. And she's and devastated. She's like, oh my god. And he's like, But she didn't kill him, he was hit by a truck. Yes. <laughs> so Elliot's like, Yes and then that's pretty funny because they always do that when somebody dies, but it's not their fault. And yeah. then they always, like, it's not funny because he died. It's funny because he wasn't. Anyway. And then we find out, you know, it's like, what do you care? You couldn't stand to spend ten minutes with me. And, uh, you know, just because we don't hang out like Turk and you do. And then J.D. does a great thing. He says that, you know, obviously Sam needs his afternoon latte. And he's uh, J.D. says, I'm off. Would you like to go hang out with me? And, and Elliot says, well, no, just because you feel bad. And he says, no, I really want to hang out with you. So she gets up all giddy. So she's happy. Yeah, she's happy that he wants to hang out with her. So they go get coffee. And the, uh, and the janitor and Ted and everybody are in the, on the other table at the cafeteria. And the janitor, you know, he... He, he reunites the brain up. trust. Yes, he offers the olive branch, so to speak. And they... And they Agree to play cards that night, which is what Ted wanted to do before the, you know. Says tomorrow night we play cards. Yeah. But tonight y'all clean. It's Tuesday. Gotta clean. Yeah, because they had agreed on, you know. I think we forgot to mention that, but that's okay. Yeah, we did. They had agreed on that. The brain the trust janitor, shall clean every yes. Tuesday. And not the janitor, the janitor can take a break. Yes. yes. Meanwhile, so, Turk and Carla. Turk actually gets something out of this. And the deal for he himself. says, Carla, we can have another baby, but you got to have sex with me every night for two months. And so Carla and Turk are going to have another baby because, you know. She I'll... says one month. He yeah. says, deal, but every time I tap you on the shoulder, you got to drop it like it's hot. Yeah, and so they agree know. on that deal, so it looks like they'll be having another baby, or at least trying. And uh, and then they're, we go to J.D. and Elliot that are having the coffee and Sam's over there beside him and they're playing with Sam and somebody mistakens JD and Elliot for Sam's parents, which only JD is. And so but they they're playing with him and, you know, bumping him around like they're Sam's parents and then we end the episode right there with a touching scene between the three of them. So Yes. And overall, what do you think? I really like this episode. It didn't have any really dull spots. I thought it was pretty good because of the fact that, you know, like we said, it jumped around so much. Had a lot of big key really, plot lines to yeah, it. Yeah, you really had to pay attention. I love anything with the brain trust. Yeah, the brain trust is amazing. Ted and the janitor, love that. And then plus the... Uh, and I like Turk and JD kind of deals. And you know, Turk and Carla deals. Subtle thing that's gearing for JD and Elliot again. Yeah. They may not actually get back together, but they're I think they're gonna end up together. Start spending well I I think I remember reading that the 
creator said they weren't going to end up together, but he might, he might be changed. It looks like he's going to change that because sure does look like they're going to be spending a lot of time together, which I like. I mean, yeah. Because I like J.D. and Elliot. One disappointment with the episode is the lack of Dr. Kelso around, you know. Yeah, but he can't be around because he's quit. Yeah, but they, they can bring him back to, somehow. They will and bring they him will. back next year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, next week in the My Princess episode. Will they? They will. I'll show you the clip. www.nbc.com. Go watch the clip. It's like four minutes long. It's pretty it's good spoilerish. Episode. Yes. Um, it's a it's a pretty good episode. But they'll bring Dr. Kelso back in a unique way next week. So we'll get to see that. Okay. Uh, any further thoughts? Nope. Ready for the finale. Kind of sad. I'm sad. Short season. Please, ABC, pick it up. Please, please, please. Because... You know, I'd hate to see Scrubs end on a short note. Let all my shows go eight seasons at least. Yeah. Please. Yes, CW needs to pick up Reaper. And it should go for eight seasons, yeah. which would be a nice seven-year run here. Yeah. Supernatural should go for seven seasons, which would take another eh, or eight years. Eight seasons. Five years. Yeah, five to... years for eight seasons. Yeah. Smallville, we got eight seasons coming. Scrubs, looking good for eight, so... So I'm kind of happy about that. That keep us in business longer. I wish it'd hurry up in heaven so I would know it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to happen sometime. Yes. So. Well, I'm ready to go jump in the company swimming pool. Alrighty. We're working out of our main office today. Let's go. All right. Y'all take uh, care. Have a good week. We'll see, see you, you next week with new episodes.